Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I am your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. Joining me in just a moment, as always, will be the lovely Lady Laura. But I think she's actually going to get a new nickname tonight, and we'll get into that in just a few moments. Folks, if you'd like to uh, talk to us tonight, our studio line is 213-816-1605. In the 8 o'clock hour tonight... Our guest will be Mr. Sleaze, and we'll be talking about wrestling, but we're not going to necessarily be talking about wrestling in the ring. We're going to be talking about wrestling with fatherhood, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. Folks, we hope that you've had a good week since the last time that we spoke. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter account is at from the Armory. Again, our studio line. if you'd like to call in and speak to us. If you're interested, folks, in listening to our past show interviews, you can go to our archives and listen to uh, some great interviews with talents like Jesse Bell, Caleb Conley, Cedric Alexander, Big Donnie, Terry Houston, last week's guests Rodney Mack and Hollywood Chuck, plus many others. If you'd like to do that, the easiest way to find that link is to go to our Twitter account, at From the Armory. On there is a link to our web page. And from that web page, you can scroll through underneath announcements, and there are links to every show. You can also find them on Blog Talk Radio. If you go to Blog Talk Radio and search Live from the Armory, or you can also find us on iTunes. Simply go to the iTunes uh, and go to the search bar, type in Armory, click the podcast link, and our show link will pop up there so you can check us out there. And, of course, right now I would like to bring in our co-host, whom we will talk about a little bit more here coming up in just a few moments. But her name I don't think is going to be Lovely Laura from now on. I think I'm going to just start calling her Hollywood Laura. (laughs) How are you, Laura? I am ecstatic. How about you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I came home from work, and uh, I saw on my Facebook page and on my Twitter feed an eruption, if you will, of the Internet. I know. Because of, because of one particular person who shall go nameless, Laura. Folks, if you don't know this, Laura is in high demand right now. I mean, high demand, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about that in in just a moment, um, folks. Laura and I wanted to say thank you, and I put this out on her Facebook page or on my Facebook page, and got a lot of comments on it, a lot of likes, and we wanted to say thank you to all the listeners, folks. This is our 11th episode. We started this January, and Laura and I had previously worked on another another blog talk radio show, another podcast, so we're no strangers to this, but we decided to go out on our own. And I wanted to say thanks, and Laura wanted to say thanks to all the listeners, the wrestlers, the promoters, the promotions that have helped us along the way these last ten weeks. Uh, We're not tooting our own horn, but we currently have over 2,000 downloads of this show. And in the beginning... (laughs) If you'd have told me that we would have had 20 downloads, I would have been ecstatic. Um, it's truly humbling 
to think that you allow us to be a part of your wrestling family, listening to us each and every week. We just wanted to say thank you, and we will continue to try and bring you the best show we can. And we wanted to let you know that without you, the listener and the wrestlers and the promoters and the promotions, this show doesn't exist. So from Laura and I, we wanted to say thank you very much. Um, Yes, thanks, guys. Yes. Laura has uh, put in endless hours into trying to make this show work. And without her and her Hollywood connections, we would just be... (laughs) We would just be another another dirt sheet show. That's all we would be. My Hollywood connections, huh? Your Hollywood connections. Folks, we've been running a contest. We ran a contest yes, for the we past have. couple of weeks. As you all know, Laura and I do this part-time. This is what we do for fun every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, we have We both have regular shoot jobs. And Laura will be out of town next week. Uh, for her job, and unfortunately I found out that I'm going to be out of town coming up too, but we'll get into that at another point in time. But what we thought was is that we would have a contest, and for this contest we asked listeners uh, to put up on Facebook or Twitter or Vine or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever you use on social media to tell us why you should be the guest co-host for next week's show. And we do have a winner. And because we're cheap here, because we're cheap, you know, and we don't have all the uh, technical savvy of, say, some other shows and a large budget, I don't even have a drum roll. But I know that folks are going to be really excited over this, and so I'm just going to go on and spit it out. The winner of the contest, I'm not sure. I've never heard of this person. The winner is Phil Brooks. Laura, do you know a guy named Phil Brooks? He was on the Talking Dead Sunday. So, you know, using my Hollywood connections, we got him. Phil Brooks is going to be the guest co-host next week. No, not really. Phil Brooks isn't going to be the guest co-host of this show. (laughs) You're good. I'll give you that, Bob. Yeah, suddenly the Internet has stopped working. So, no, Phil Brooks is not going to be our guest. I wish he would be a guest, but I think he's got other things on his plate. Folks, our guest co-host for next week is none other than the hardcore legend himself, the number one contender for the Milestone Heavyweight Championship, Terry Effin Houston, will be our guest co-host next week. Um, Terry's post to us as to why he should be the guest co-host of this show was very eloquent, but yet simply put, it was because I'm Terry F. in Houston. That's good enough for How me. How can you argue with that? I'm not going to argue with that. The man, the man puts skewers in people's heads for a living. Why would I want to argue with it? <laughs> So next week, joining me live on this show as a guest co-host will be none other than Terry F. in Houston. So you don't want to miss that, folks. And we're going to tell you who our guest uh, for next week will be at the end of the show. But we've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. 
Uh, we're excited we sure to do. be here. I know I'm excited. I've had a long week. I lost my smile. I found it again, and then I lost it, and then I found it again. So, but you need to one glue of the things, that thing on. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. Uh, one of the things that made me smile, Laura, was something that your pal, guy that you've bought merchandise from, from everything from T-shirts all the way down to a washcloth, Cliff Compton did. <laughs> yes. Yes, my He's one of your my, Hollywood my good pals friends. Now. Yes, one of your he Hollywood is. pals. He's my good friend Cliff Compton. And um he and Colt Cabana made a little KFC commercial. And if you guys haven't seen it, you can go to YouTube and search for um Cliff Compton Colt Cabana KFC commercial. It involves arm wrestling. It is funny, funny funny there has to be a rematch though it didn't come out the way i wanted it to so there's got to be a rematch so if you guys haven't seen the colt cabana and uh cliff compton uh kfc commercial go and (laughs) and and watch it they've gotten i bet you like i think you know i don't know like ten thousand or maybe even a hundred thousand views. I'm not exactly sure, but That's it's what like I was getting way ready to ask there. you. I, I was going to ask you if you knew how many views this thing had as of Showtime. I it's wonder if it went viral yet. Oh, I, I, I bet it did because I think it went like it did go viral because they didn't expect it to be that many, you know. But everybody loves Colton Cliff. I mean, you can't go wrong there. No, um, you can't. But yeah, you can't. And um, love Colton Cliff. You love Colton Cliff, and they love you because you buy they their merchandise. They love me. I know they Everybody do. Everybody loves me, Bob. So, you know, I come home, Laura, and I'm trying to get some little bit of stuff done for the show. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm checking my social media feeds to see if there's any late-breaking news, like, you know, I'd report on it anyway. And I came across a YouTube video for one, mm-hmm. Caleb Conley and one, Zane Riley, who have a YouTube show called Kane or Zayla. <laughs> I'll get it out. Caleb and Zane. Kane? <laughs> yeah, Kane. I'm, I'm thinking of the shield. Uh, Caleb and Zane put over the world. Mm-hmm. And I go on and I go on and watch it because I, I, I watch it. They're, they're funny guys for what they do. They're funny. Right. And um, mm-hmm. lo and behold... Who is on this video, but none other than co-host of Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show, the lovely Laura Lyons, is on Put Over the World. Yes, I was. Um, you know, I've I've told you guys that, you know, Caleb, Com- uh, Caleb Compton, now you got me doing it. Caleb Conley is my BFF. I've told you guys that. And a lot of people doubt that. A lot, I had a doubter on Facebook the other day say, does he know you're, that he's your BFF? Yes, he does. And right there proves it. So asked me to be you, on. Asked you to be on. Mm-hmm. Asked you, me to be mm-hmm. on. Um, and I was. Um, do anything for him to help meet and greet work. I even tweeted out, when they were going through the whole thing, meet and greet is funny. And see, it is funny when, you know, some somebody doesn't know that they're being, you know, 
tricked. I'm not going to go into it too much in case you guys haven't seen it, but it's funny. I've got like two parts in it, and so thankful and grateful uh, to Caleb for asking me to do that. Um, you know, I think people who watch that show want to be on it, and I, I know I have in some capacity wanted to be on it and was just absolutely tickled pink to be on it. And um, I want to thank Caleb uh, for doing that and uh, letting me be a part of that, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, those two are a lot of fun to uh, be around uh, because they're a lot <laughs> well, they're just exactly like they are on the show. Um, but, um, yeah, I've uh, called you a little late today because, you know, my Facebook's kind of blown up, my Twitter's kind of blown up. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of am a hot commodity now, Bob. The sky's the limit, isn't it, Laura? It's like it is. The sky's the limit. and rainbows the for world. you. Yeah, sunshine exactly. and rainbows. Put over the world. You're up on cloud sunshine nine, rainbows. right? You're up exactly. on cloud nine I mean, about this. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. put over the world today, take over the world tomorrow. You, you yeah. know, I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, you um, know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but did, were you paid any amount of money for this? Were you given any any mon- money for this work? Uh, no, I wasn't. If the give you a shirt. Being or, on the show. No, being yeah. on the show was payment enough. He didn't give you a shirt or a picture or one of those little pink koozies that they carry around? No. Nothing. Okay, so nothing was exchanged. Because the reason why I say this, Laura, is, is that if you had accepted a gift, you'd be in breach of contract. Okay? So <laughs> I know that Caleb Conley's listening. Stay away from my talent, Caleb. Stay away. <laughs> Stay away from the talent. Are so funny, Bob. So how funny. is this possible? How is this possible that that you get in, in in videos and all these accolades and praises and pats on the back and what does little bunkhouse get? Nothing. Nothing. I didn't well, get a look. Me, I didn't get a rub. Let, let me, Nothing. Let me let me remind you of some of the vicious things that you have said about uh, Caleb as of recent. And I don't know if you, you know, saw this on um, Facebook, but where, you know, you put all that about turning his back on Cedric and turning his back on the PWX fans and blah, 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 blah. And I put that, he, as he told me on this show, when we had him on here, which you can go back into the archives and listen to, ladies and gentlemen, he told me, I support people who support me. And guess what? I support him. He put me in put over the world. See how that works, Bob? When you're nice to people, see how that works? Yeah, I, I already know, and, and I promised myself that I wasn't going to allow you to get me worked up tonight, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fall for this trap. I know what this is. Okay, I'm not dumb. Okay, I'm, I am. Then, Bob, you tell me. I am a wrestling genius, Laura. You forget, and and I'll tell you what, folks. I I'll speak on it for just a moment because we've got too much stuff to cover for me to get caught up in another Caleb Conley trap. Okay, <laughs> I have gotten enough emails, texts, tweets, Facebook messages, so on and so forth about Caleb Conley and my harsh criticisms of Mr. Conley. 
okay? Here it is, okay? I'm just going to put this in a, in a nutshell, a, a broad stroke of the brush, if you will, okay? Caleb, I see you for what you really are. You may have all of these people fooled, but at some point, the masquerade ball comes to an end, and everybody has to remove their mask at midnight, and the world will see you the way that I see you. I'm just waiting for the rest of these fans, these drunken Conley-Aid followers that you have. I am just waiting for them to have the scales lifted from their eyes so that they can see you for what you really are. That's all I'm going to say about Caleb Conley tonight. I've had enough of Caleb Conley. Okay, you know, what if, Bob? What if? Now, last I, week, you Laura, know, did, What? Yes, sir. Okay. Didn't mean to get you all riled up. Well, no, it's not just, it's not just you, Laura. It, it's, it's, the, it, it's the whole damn PWX fan base. <laughs> this man can do no wrong. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. But at, oh, at some point, at some point, the curtain's going to get pulled back, and people will see Caleb for what he really is. It's not if, it's when. And I already told you, Laura, don't call me crying and heartbroken when your BFF turns his back on you. Because he will. He will not turn his back on me. He will turn his I back on you. you. He will turn his back on PWX, and he will turn his back on the PWX fans. Mark my words. Okay. Now, last week we last week we talked about Booker T's promotion, uh, Reality of Wrestling, uh, and its announcement of mm-hmm. it going national. Uh, I did I looked and, and did a little stu- little little looking on it. Uh, the date for that launch is April the first. Um, I looked over the roster and the website, um, and it's uh, it's obvious that Booker T has a first class setup. Um, Y'all can go look at it for yourself. The website is um, www.realityofwrestling.com. Uh, got some. Uh, the, the, the website is really slick. It's obviously tied into a training program. There's a training school there, and there was a list, again, of all of the towns uh, that this is going to be aired on, uh, Soul of the South Network, uh, and, again, not to rehash old news, but it – it lists towns everywhere from Dallas to here to Orlando, I believe, Chicago, and oh, wow. I believe it even said Philadelphia and New York. But, again, all of those channel listings are available on the website, and I've got it marked down, and I'm going to DVR the first uh, first couple of episodes and check it out and see what's going on with it. But, uh, again, realityofwrestling.com, the launch date for it is April the 1st. So if you're interested, you know, you can check it out. So. That's pretty awesome, especially with, um, I didn't know, like we talked last week, didn't know that, you know, Chicago was south, but hey, you know. Yeah, the south side um, of Chicago. <laughs> the south side of Chicago, you know, is the baddest part of town, you know, according to Leroy Brown. Um, I was remiss last week in not talking about this, and one reason was because we just had so much going on. Um, a 
local indie uh, star uh, by the name of Stephen Walters mm-hmm. was signed to a WWE de- developmental deal. And I saw him this weekend at PWX, and he is really good. Um, I, I do know that Terry Houston has worked with him. Um, he's, I think he is based out of the Asheville area. Um, so he's been working towns there. I know that he's worked some in South Carolina. Um, he's worked all over North Carolina. And the kid's good, and he's going to go far. Um, it's just great to see, you know, homegrown talent, you know, take that next step. And I would just like to wish Stephen Walters um, the best of luck in the developmental deal and hope that um, you – you know, succeed in every way that you, you know, ever dreamed of. So congratulations. Um, yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that post, and I, and I also saw another post by somebody else that I'm not going to name um, because I really I don't need heat with the guy, but he runs a major video company in, on the East Coast. It's actually worldwide, and if I said the name, you'd know it. It's two, it's, it's two <laughs> letters. It's two initials, okay? And he put up a post saying, Folks that are getting signed to developmental deals should be quiet, that they shouldn't take pictures of the envelope that their contract arrives in and say, you know, I think I'm on my way, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, let me put this in perspective. This is someone's lifelong dream, childhood dream. They bust their ass for five, six, ten years, whatever, sweating, bleeding, work in towns, they finally get the call up and somebody takes a picture of an envelope and says, I think I'm on my way, and you're going to give them crap about it? No. That, that's that's yeah. silly. That's silly. He said something about, you know, let your ring work do the talking. You may piss off other rookies or you may piss off some of the veterans. I think the veterans realize what a, what an ecstatic moment it is to receive that packet in the mail. You know what I mean, Laura? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it would – I would take a picture of it, too. You know? I mean, don't you think I'm going to take a picture of um, if somebody sends me something? Like, you know, when I – shoot, I took pictures of when Cliff sent me the towel and the uh, T-shirt. I took a picture of the envelope that came in. I mean – <clears throat> well, Let's yeah, if we're talking about something, you know, right? If we're if we're talking about divulging um, details of a contract, that's one thing, right? But yeah, if we're exactly. just talking about a co- you know a picture of the letterhead, you know, or or something like that, you know, how, how are you going to stop somebody from sharing that. something that that good? You know, that that's yeah, just my thoughts. I saw that, but no, I, I know who you're talking about, and I sent Stephen a message too, and said, you know. You know, I wish you the best of luck. You know, there's some great people there, you know, and I, and I hope that it, I hope it works out for you, you know, so. Well, I hope it does, too, because, um, I mean, that's that's the stuff right there. I mean, like you said, that is someone's dream. I, I think that's every uh, indie wrestler's dream is to get to the WWE, you know. I mean, and he's homegrown. He's, you know, from... And when I say that, I mean, like, you know, from the Carolinas, because that's, you know, where I see my wrestling at. But a lot of people are really, really proud of him. 
lots of people are proud of him, and I've not heard anybody except I didn't even see that. I've not heard anybody say anything bad about him. Right. You know, everybody's like, you know, good job, man. You know, other indie wrestlers are excited for him, you know, and I think that says mm-hmm. a lot about them. They want somebody, think, you know, that they've worked with to do good, you know? Right, and I think this was probably just a broad brush of the stroke, yeah, or a broad stroke of the brush. I, I, I'm dyslexic tonight. I can't even talk. Um, you know, broad stroke of the brush. Broad brush of the stroke. I guess you all tore up with Caleb Conley. I'm sorry. I, I, damn it, Laura. Okay. But you know how I am about Caleb Conley? No more Caleb Conley. No more. Well, I'm sorry. We... We're talking about PWX in a little bit, so I got to talk about him. All right. All right. Let's well, let's move this along then, because I can't I can't stand anymore. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about um, the Queens of Combat. Uh, High Spots presents the Queens of Combat Friday, March twenty first at Club Hush in Charlotte. Uh, Friday, March twenty first, with a seven p.m. bell time, scheduled to appear. Um, uh, Rebby Sky, Taylor Hendricks, who's been on TNA. Amber O'Neill, who's been in PWX as well, uh, Jessica Havoc, Leva Bates. I believe, if I read correctly, Jake uh, Manning posted on Facebook that the first match is going to be, I believe, Sojo Bolt. And I wanted to say, oh, poopy. Um, it's so Sojo and... Um, Oh, man. I had the name, and it just kind of escaped me. Um, That's okay. But anyway, it, you know, it, the card is progressing, and it, it looks like it's going to be phenomenal. I wish, really wish that I could go, but unfortunately, um, I can't. Um, actually, I do apologize. Uh, the, the main event is going to, the opening match is going to be Amber O'Neill versus Leva Bates. That ought to be a good match. Yeah, uh, and the main event is going to be Serena Deeb versus Taylor Hendricks. Now, I know that Sojo, um, Sojo uh, Bolt is going to take on Jessica Havoc. So this is going to be great for women's wrestling uh, outside of, you know, Shine and Shimmer, uh, which to me, uh, that is women's wrestling. What you see in the WWE and um, TNA, well, TNA you know, has moments, but for the most part, what you see in WWE, that's not women's wrestling. That's that's a joke. Who did you, who did you say that Amber was wrestling? Amber O'Neill is wrestling. You would make me scroll back up, wouldn't you? I think um, it's Leva Amber O'Neill is wrestling Leva. And I yeah. love Leva. She is my fave um, because she's a geek and a nerd like me. Um, but, yeah, Amber O'Neill, she can go, and Leva Bates, is um, going to be her opponent. And I also would like to announce uh, that Amanda Rodriguez is going to make an appearance there as well. She'll be in action. So didn't want to leave Amanda out. So Right. Very good. Uh, and I know I sent that card out. I sent that card out in a tweet and got a lot of responses on it. A lot of people were not aware, uh, you know, of, of, the, of that card, uh, just simply for geography's sake. Uh, Right, you know, being a different, being in a different area. So, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of buzz about that uh, particular event coming up. Um, Universal Independent Wrestling, Saturday, March 22nd. Uh, there is a lot. There are a lot of matches this weekend. Uh, we're going to run down mm-hmm. quite a few of them. So, 
just have to follow along with us, folks. We try to get the information out to you as best we can. Universal Independent Wrestling, Saturday, March 22nd. Uh, this is at the Heard County Rec Complex in Villa Rica, Georgia. Uh, 8 p.m. bell time. Bull Buchanan versus Josh Storm. Tiffany Rocks versus Pandora. And that Pandora is a name that I keep coming hearing over and over and over again. I'm going to have to check her out. Uh, Johnny Ronk versus Brad Lynch. And there are a ton of other matches. I do not have a website for them. I do know that they are on Facebook. If you go into Facebook and search Universal Independent Wrestling, you'll come across their page and, and you can get um, you can get the information on them. Uh, another uh, independent wrestling organization that I've just came across courtesy of Facebook, and I've, I've mentioned them before and I'm going to mention them again tonight, uh, Danger Zone Sports uh, has live wrestling on March 22nd from the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club in Wilson, North Carolina. I believe the bell time on this show is 7 o'clock. Scheduled to appear Viper, Raymond King, the Gorilla Squad, Nemesis, the DZ Girls, and many more. Um, If you go to Facebook and go into the search bar and, again, type in Danger Zone Sports, um, you can find uh, their page there. I've been looking across the, uh, a few of their events and uh seems like a very uh seems like a, a, a local uh indie promotion uh that I just I, I had not heard of so I'm going to keep my eye on them. Do you know where Wilson, North Carolina is, Laura? I I believe I do and I believe if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe it's that far from me. Um there's so much going on in North Carolina as far as indie wrestling goes right right now. Um, it's kind of hard to keep up with uh, right. just because it seems like um, there's it's just really the hotbed of indie wrestling right now. And I know a lot of people probably argue with me over that, but I just, you know, I don't see <laughs> any other area having all this like, uh, uh, you know, North Carolina is now, and uh, and honestly, I think Wilson is on the other side of North Carolina from me. So I just Googled, mapped it, and it looks like, yeah, it's on the other side of Raleigh. Okay. All right. So, well, I told yeah. them, told them I'd give them a shout out. So uh, Danger Zone Sports, cool. if you're in that area uh, this Saturday, go on and check them out. Awesome. And Elite Championship Wrestling is having a big show. Saturday, March 22nd, with a 7 p.m. bell time in Morgan City, Louisiana, at the Morgan City Municipal Auditorium. Is that close to you? That's a couple hours away. That's south of me. Um, I, gotcha. I know where it is. Uh, still, still a little bit of a drive. Mm. Um, scheduled to appear is the elite heavyweight champion, Andy Dalton. He's going to be taking on John Saxon. I've heard that name before. Who, John Saxon? Um, yeah, Dalton. I have heard that name before. The the John Saxon I've heard before, and I can't quite put my finger on, you know, John, exactly where. John Saxon uh, has wrestled for TCW, Bayou Independent mm-hmm. Wrestling, um, and several other promotions in the South. He is what is known, his moniker is the Redneck Dean Malenko. If you haven't had a chance to watch any of John Saxon's matches, you need to do that because this guy can go. 
I mean, when we're talking about pure technical wrestler, John Saxon is a pure technical wrestler. You know, he he has uh, all the all the ability in the world. Some of the you know some of those hidden gems that are around in some of these promotions, like in Elite. You know, Jason Kincaid uh, is going to be uh, going to be doing some stuff yeah, for them, which which is on on our sheet. Yeah, and that's his debut. And that's his debut his for debut. Elite. Yeah. But there, there are some guys there that can that can go lights out. Well, that's awesome. You know, we always want to see. Um, uh, you know, we we always want to see people who can go because it. <laughs> I don't know how to put this, but um, you want to be entertained, and you you want to see wrestling. You know what I mean? Right. No. No, I understand. I every I I, I think that's. Uh, that's the point of it. There, there's always an entertainment value, and then there is beyond entertainment value. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, you're very you're you're exactly right. Um, on the card too is going to be the Empire Stan Sweet Tan. I'd love to see that. Uh, see what he's all about with a name like that. It piques mm-hmm. my interest. Uh, Americas and uh, many more. And if you would like information about the card. I'm sure they would tell you uh, how to get tickets at uh, com. Now, this weekend was pretty big for me as far as wrestling goes because I attended two shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was for um, AIWF Mid-Atlantic in Mount Airy, North Carolina at the Armory, which was a super nice facility. Very nice, very clean, top of the line. Um, I, like I went there armory. for two. Like our armory, and there wasn't a bad seat there. So, right. um, so I, I went there for two reasons. I went there to see um, previous guest uh, Cam- uh, Cameron Kate, who is a good friend of mine, and the Bravados. Hadn't ever right. seen the Bravados in action, so. Um, get there and run into Cameron and we take a selfie together as he promised and thank you Cameron again for being so sweet to me I appreciate it and I I brought my aunt along which wrestling has been a family affair for me we watched wrestling when I was growing up it was family time every Saturday 6.05 in front of the TV when World Championship Wrestling came on when it was NWA not the circus that it turned into later um so we took her we i had front row seats and it was meet and greet time and and i'm looking around and i'm thinking there's nobody going up to these wrestlers nobody is and it, right. and there's lance bravado sitting across from me and i'm like do i go up to him do i go up to him what do i do and so i sit there for about an hour and i'm like you know what laura you came here to see them so just go. So I went up and I talked with him, and he's a super nice guy. Posed for two pictures with me. Uh, showed me Harlem's head from Friday night at the Rymer Cup in, I believe it was in South Carolina. His head got split open, and it was bad. Uh, I had to put staples in his head. It was very bad. Mm. So unfortunately, Harlem couldn't wrestle that night. Um, mm. So I even got a Twitter follow from Lance, so I was tickle pink. Um, what what the whole thing was for 
that night was Crazy Eight. It was a tournament they have um, every year, and they invite the uh, best in the southeast. And the participants were Kyle Matthews, who is actually really, really good, um, Mark Maverick, Justin Flash, who is phenomenal, really phenomenal, uh, Court Montgomery, TJ Cannon, um, he can go, uh, James Anthony, uh, Matt Saigon, and Cameron Cade was a replacement for, I believe it's um, Cake Koa, I believe is how you pronounce his name, he couldn't make it, uh, right. so Cameron, you know, stepped up and said, hey, I'll do it, and it was a tournament of, you know, like a round-robin kind of thing, if you were eliminated, you, you know, you didn't go on, but um, Cameron was robbed of a victory by Kyle Matthews. He pulled the trunks. Cameron did a great, great job. Um, he was well-received by the crowd. People were very interested in him because they saw me and him taking the picture, and I had people coming up to him, to me saying, you know, hey, what's, what's the deal with this Cameron Cade guy? And I told them, you know, all about him, and I think that uh, definitely uh, people will want to see him back in Mount Airy. Um some great matches, some high-flying stuff. Um, what I think um, what happened was in the you know in the finals it was Justin Flash and T.J. Cannon, and T.J. Cannon ended up being the winner. He took home the cup. Um, he is from Canada, singing the Canadian national anthem. National Guard guy comes in and says, "No, we don't sing the Canadian national anthem." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so he gets. He's laid out by, I believe it was Justin Flash. Um, he's in the middle of the ring, and somebody comes out to help him, and he's like, did I win? Did I win? So he won. Um, there was also an arm wrestling contest that was very entertaining versus, uh, with uh, Robbie Evil versus M.T. Mm-hmm. Hawks. These are managers in uh, AIWF Mid-Atlantic. It was very entertaining. Um, I will be going back again. Um, it's not very far from where I live. It's closer than Winston-Salem. Um, great card. Um, uh, Lance Bravado ended up wrestling, oh, gosh. Oh, his name just went right on my head. Uh, they were supposed to have a tag team uh, event, but um, unfortunately, you know, Harlem couldn't uh, uh, make it. But Harlem right. is so entertaining on the mic, it's not even funny. Um, he was starting to talk, and the whole crowd was like, what, what, what? Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. If you get to see the bravados in your town, go see them. They can go. Um, Lance can wrestle great. Did you get up and sing the Canadian National Anthem? No, I did not. What? I just know O Canada. Yeah, you didn't O Canada, O Canada. You didn't do that? No, I didn't. And and let me tell you something, Bob. I wouldn't quit my day job. Oh, I've got a you. good voice. I can sing. <clears throat> For what? My supper. <laughs> <laughs> you must not get a whole lot of supper, Bob. I'm starving to death, Laura. You don't even know. <laughs> and um, believe me, I was riding high, um, you know, uh, after all that, because it, I was um, absolutely 
ecstatic to meet uh, the bravados um, and just it, it was just a great wrestling day. And then it got even better um, the next day and went to Salem at uh, PWX. So um, I know you don't want to talk about um, Caleb Conley, but um, we're going to have it. to. P- PWX had a triple. PWX had a triple shot weekend this weekend, and um, it started out with um, Queen City Rising at Club Hush, and I'll go through the um, match results. Um, Sue Young defeated Chase Brown. This is the second time he's wrestled a lady. Um, very interesting in the angle in which what they're going with. Um, so we'll see how uh, that goes. But um, that's the second time he's been defeated. Uh, triple threat match. Billy Brash defeated Anthony Henry and Jackson James. Uh, Anthony Henry, I saw him in Winston. He can go. Lodi defeated Oliver Grimsley. I don't know if you know who Oliver Grimsley is, but um, he's kind of... Um, Weird. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of weird, but entertaining uh, nonetheless. Um, and basically, this is this is what surprised me. I don't know if a lot of people know that Corey Hollis had a death in his family. Um, okay. His grandmother had been battling a sickness, and um, she passed away. Well, send her condolences uh, out to. And Absolutely. His Absolutely. Um, he was not able to make the weekend. So Adam Page took on the Sin City Saints, which can uh, assist of Brandon Parker and Kevin Blue, and Los Bendejos. He defeated all of them. So, um, really? So, yeah. This is a lot about Adam Page. Um, there. Uh, Lee Tommy Thomas has a new thing going. It's called ISIS. And unfortunately, ISIS, uh, which consisted of worst-case scenario and um, Tommy Thomas, um, lost to Lance Lude, Caprice Coleman, and Zane Riley. Uh, the, the PWX Innovative TV Championship, Drew Myers defeated Jake, or actually Drew Myers and Jake Manning went to a 10-minute time limit draw. Drew Myers is the champion. Um, Cedric Alexander defeated Shane Strickland. I hear this was a really good match. And Caleb Conley defeated Chip Day. Next night was in Hickory at the convention center. Lance Lou defeated B.J. Hancock. Sue Young defeated uh, Mia Yim, which... Those two are awesome. They they go at it just as hard as the men do. Uh, Adam Page defeated Oliver Grimsley. Drew Myers defeated uh, Caprice Coleman, which wasn't for the title. Um, the PWX Tag Team Championship was defended. Los Mendejos defeated uh, Billy Brash and Anthony Young. Jackson James defeated Lodi. Um, this is interesting because Chase Brown normally, I believe, is a face, but he was with Worst Case Scenario and defeated um, Zane Riley, Kevin Blue, and Brendan Parker. Cedric Alexander defeated Jake Manning, and I've been told uh, by a lot of people who went that that was the match of the night. That, okay. that 
they they had like a absolute um, great match that night, and the main event was Caleb Conley defeated uh, Shane Strickland, which I've been told was a great match in and of itself. Um, at Ziggy's and Winston Salem, which I um, attended. Um, Chris Lee and Smith Garrett defeated Jackson James and B.J. Hancock. I am pretty sure this was the dark match. that It wasn't televised. Um, these are TV tapings at Ziggy's. Um, Anthony Henry defeated Chase Brown, and um, there was a girl that came out and sat next to me and was part of uh, that match, and, and she was cheering on Chase the entire time, but she ended up going... Um, Um, she ended up going with Anthony Young. So, interesting where that's going to go. So, this girl, wait um, a second. So, this girl sat beside of you and jumped the rail in the whole nine yards? Well, see, at PWX, Bob, there's no rail. Yeah. I sat on there's the no stage. Rail. But she got up and, and, and just proceeded to get in the ring. You didn't try to stop her? You didn't think it was a crazed fan? What, what, what am I going to do? Well, I mean. I can't it, stop it, anybody. It's been rumored that when you see some of these folks at live events that you pass out headbutts and running clotheslines, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, I do not. That is true, God, talking about that. And I, yeah, he backed down from me in Winston because I was like, come on, bo- come on, come on, we're going to go, we're going to go. Mm-mm. Oh, Lord. Mm-mm. Anyway, not only bre- anyway. Not only breach of contracts, but lawsuits now, too. God. <laughs> Look, I got a story to tell about that too. But anyway, this match, this next match, I was so glad I was there. I got to witness Lance Lou defeating Drew Myers to become the new PWX Innovative TV champ. Congratulations. So happy for Lance Lou. Um, I, I even jumped up when he won. That's how happy I was. You didn't jump up um, and try to get in the ring, did you? No, I did not. I'm smart, smarter than the average. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Six-man tag match, Shane Strickland and the Sin City Saints defeated Elijah Evans, uh, Ethan Brown, uh, Ethan Brown, Ethan Chase and Oliver Grimsley. Um, that was a pretty good match. Uh, Oliver Grimsley, unfortunately, ended up on the uh, short side of the um, uh, deal. And uh, the Tommy Thomas, as he was walking out of the ring, threatened to slap me. Even though I was cheering for worst-case scenario, he still threatened to slap me. So I told him that if he felt froggy, he could jump. Um, what is it with managers they, wanting to slap on women? I don't know. I don't know. He, t- he also told me on Facebook he would, you know, he would go after a child, too. So, but, oh, well. Um, Zane Riley defeated Chet Sterling. Uh, John Schuyler versus Stephen Walters went to a double countout. Fierce match. Uh, John Schuyler uh, did two pile drivers out on the stage where I was sitting um, <laughs> on Stephen Walters. It was absolutely. It, it was. It was. John Schuyler is a beast. Really? Um, yeah. The PWX tag team titles were defended. Los Mendejas champions defeated uh, Andrew Everett and Trevor Lee, who never could get on the same page. Mm. Andrew Everett is a star in the making. He's 22 years old. Yeah, 
said his name several times and uh, very impressed with Andrew's work. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't go wrong, you know, with Andrew Everett. Um, This was a really good match. Um, Amanda and Caleb came out after Cedric came out and we're talking, 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 and Caleb basically said, you choke when you, you go against a part, a former partner, so I got, you know, you somebody to wrestle. It was, Capri, it was Caprice Coleman. Oh. So Cedric and Caprice had a fantastic match. I bet, I bet. And it was, you know, this will be on TV, and it will also be on PWXProWrestling.com, uh, and also on the PWX app. Go download the app in either the uh, uh, Apple Store or the Play Store if you've got uh, an Android phone. Um, Adam Page defeated Lodi. Um, poor Adam just wanted to wrestle and Lodi wanted to pass out signs. Um, Caleb Conley defended his PWX Heavyweight Championship against Jake Manning, which was a fabulous match. And the first time I ever saw Caleb and Jake, they wrestled one another, and it just – it. It was even better. But I have to tell you a funny story because I was there with a bunch of friends of mine and they like to pick on me. So Caleb comes out and Amanda's with him and he's standing on some chairs in behind me and I'm standing up and one of my friends screams to the top of his lungs, touch him, Laura, touch him. And I look over at him, at this friend, and I'm like, shut up. And I look behind me and there's Amanda. And she looks at me and says, you can't touch him. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's just great. <laughs> that is just great. But um, I had a really good time. As you can tell, I always have a good time at PWX. And people are so friendly and make you feel, you know, like you're a part. And uh, the wrestling is, you know, second to none. It was absolutely great. Go see a PWX show. Uh, I know they're going to be expanding into North Carolina, but if they're, if you're in Charlotte or Hickory or Concord or Winston-Salem when they run the shows, go see them. You're, you're seeing stars in the making, I promise. But some of these people in the next two, three, four, five years are going to be wrestling for Ring of Honor or TNA or you know, WWE. Go see them. I can't say enough about uh, PWX, and I did want to say there is some breaking news. I don't know if you saw this or not, Bob, but um, Caleb and Amanda were spotted with a good friend of ours, a uh, previous uh, guest on our show, uh, the owner of PWX, uh, Brian Kanabrowski. They were out to dinner last night. So you can draw whatever conclusions um, you want to from that. So well, there you go. The burning, the burning question. I, I did see that post. The burning question I have is: Did you reach up and touch Caleb when Amanda's head was turned? Um, no, I did not because I respected um, Amanda's um, wishes. She said, "Don't touch him," and Laura did and not didn't. touch him. Well, no, Laura know, did not touch him. I, I did see the, uh, I did see the post of PWX champ. Mr. Caleb Conley and, and the management of PWX out schmoozing or doing whatever it is. There were smiles all around, that's for sure. Uh, 
I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, obviously, it could have been anything. It could have just been a friendly drink and a dinner, you know, some business conversation and, you know, so on and so forth. And I certainly hope, I certainly hope that there's not this sense of collusion that may uh, start to cloud the judgments of of people uh, that that have a higher position or, or a higher calling within the organization that is PWX. Uh, I certainly hope that the Conley aid has not been flowing. It's one thing. <laughs> it's one thing to give it to the unwashed masses at Ziggy's. It's another thing to. Uh, to have upper management drowning on the swill that Caleb Conley serves up. So you know, you and you and I know Brian well enough. Well, that yeah, that's you know, I may have to message him after dream. the show. I, I I'll need to talk to him. I, I need to get to the bottom of this because you know, <laughs> there, there's a people people's integrities are at stake here. You know, I mean, and I'm sure that Brian wouldn't do anything to put the integrity of PWX at stake. Well, I would certainly hope not. And, you know, I, I consider him a friend, and we have spoken several times, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see enough of that. Um, <laughs> there's another indie wrestling event. I, I promised uh, last week's guest, Hollywood Chuck, I would mention this. It's uh, called Millington Mayhem. It's Saturday, March 22nd, rain or shine. At the USA Stadium in Millington, Tennessee, has a five o'clock bell time. Uh, I, I can't give you a, a rundown on the card, on the entire card, uh, but I know that Hollywood Chuck is on that card, and I thought that it was Mr. Saturday Night uh, from TCW, and I actually think that it is all that Alan Steele is on that card. I think it was kind of hard, kind of hard oh. to tell. I blew up. I blew up the picture, but I, I, I couldn't couldn't quite make it out. But at any event, um, Millington Mayhem, uh, Millington, Tennessee, this Saturday, USA Stadium, five o'clock bell time for uh, Millington Mayhem. Awesome, awesome. I mean, I I love hearing about uh, new promotions, it's, and I know that you do as well. Um, uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate at the Bellevue High School in Bellevue, New Jersey, uh, this Saturday, March 22nd. Um, there's um, an 8 p.m. bell time scheduled to appear. Alex Reynolds versus current PWS champion Bonesaw in a ladder match. Amazing Red's going to be there. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Who wants to see Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yeah. Uh, Trent Beretta, who is fabulous. Um Devin Moore and many others, and this 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 name <laughs> this uh, web address is it all, folks. Triple W dot Bed of Nails with a Z dot com backslash PWS Home dot HTML. <laughs> I, I double checked it. That's what was in the browser when I was looking at the looking at the event. Um, Ring right. of Honor, Ring of Honor presents High Flying. This is this Saturday, March 22nd, 7.30 bell time, Dayton, Ohio, at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds. Scheduled to appear, AJ Styles, back in Ring of Honor versus Chris Hero, uh, Adam Cole, awesome. Michael Elgin, the Briscoes, and all the stars of Ring of Honor will be there. You can find out information on it at 
www.rohwrestling.com. And we're going to talk about our good friends from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. It's going to be a TV taping this Sunday, March 23rd at 3 o'clock. Oceanside Pavilion. And you did it to me again, Bob. You gave me this yeah. name I can't even pronounce. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Court Quaname, California. Look Spanish. I'll just Quaname. Look, my Spanish is rusty. Look Spanish. So I'll say Quaname. Um, California, you can come out and see Matt Stryker, our good friend Allie Parker, uh, Joey Ryan, who I absolutely love, uh, Sue Stone, who is Bob's best friend, uh, Johnny Huma, and all the stars of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. You can get all that information at www.hollywoodwrestling.com. <laughs> I think it's Port Hume is how it's pronounced, but I'm not sure. That's not how you spelled it. Well, I spell it the way the best that I can. Okay, quit giving me crap. Uh, let's see. Some phonics works for you, Bob. Yeah, I know. New York Wrestling Connection. This is a new one. I had not heard of this promotion before. New York Wrestling Connection presents Aftermath. This is Saturday, March twenty-second, seven p.m. bell time, at the NYWC Sportatorium on Brook Avenue in Deer Park, New York. Um, like I said, this is a new promotion for us. I just found out about them. We'll try to bring you some more info on them in the future. Uh, their website is www.nywcwrestling.com. Um, there is a person that I follow on Facebook that's actually going to be at this uh, event. Her name is C. Riviera. She's going to be wrestling on this on this particular card. Um, but again. Brand new promotion from uh, for us. I I had not heard of it, so we'll try to follow along and see uh, see what other kind of events they have coming up in the future, folks. If you know of a of a local indie promotion in your area that's running a show and uh, would like to pass that information on to us, you can contact us on Twitter. Our Twitter address is at from the Armory. You can also get a hold of us on Facebook. Laura, what's that Facebook address? Facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. There you go. So if you know of a, of a promotion or you know of an indie wrestler that, uh, that you're excited about, that, that you think that, uh, that you'd spend your hard-earned money on, that we'd spend our hard-earned money on, please let us know. Folks, our studio line is 213-816-1605. Um, right now, we're going to bring on to the program uh, a guy who's a friend of the show, uh, some of you may be familiar with him uh, from uh, his most recent iPay-per-view appearance uh, for $5 Wrestling at All Gimmicks Needed. Um, good, good fella. And uh, what we wanted to do Great tonight, fella. yeah, what we wanted to do tonight, folks, is that we wanted to uh, do something a little different. Usually, and I'll pull back the curtain and let you know. Usually, uh, we contact people, and we've even had people that will contact us about being on the show and. Laura and I will sit down and say, yeah, you know, I think this is a person that we'd like to have on. And we'll go through and we'll find out, you know, the pertinent information on them. We'll watch some matches, uh, you know, and we'll come up with a list of questions. We'll bounce some questions off of each other. And, you know, we'll sit down and we'll, we'll, we'll ask these people, you know, different things that we think that you might want to know. And a lot of times uh, in wrestling, uh, you know, some people are not very open about, uh, 
you know, certain things. You know, they don't want fans to know that the, they're married or that they have kids or, you know, what their real name is or if they have a daytime job or anything else. Um, but at life in the independence versus life in a, a paid contracted promotion like WWE, uh, TNA, can be extremely different. Uh, most people, uh, there are a few, I shall back up and say, there are a few that have been afforded uh, the opportunity to wrestle full-time and make a living out of it. The others wrestle part-time and work full-time in the hopes of continuing on in their career. So without further ado, uh, Eric has graciously uh, accepted being on the show and, and talk a little bit more about uh, what it's like being an independent wrestler and and, and more importantly, being a dad. So, Eric, you with us? I am. How are y'all doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm 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 peachy. Living living the dream. Living the American dream. Living the American <laughs> dream. I hear oh, you, by boss. The way, I hear I, I've been I've been listening to the whole show, and I have to bring something back from the past. And I think you okay. can get a good kick out of what I'm about to say. Okay. Bob, I need you to say I am not a linguist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Eric that that uh, I think that that is trademarked and copyrighted by another uh, by another entity that I am not allowed to repeat it. But I, I can I can t- I will say this for you. I'll say this for you. Sometimes I am verbally challenged. I like that. We'll, yeah. we'll get that on. We'll get that on a soundboard. Exactly, exactly. Eric, thank you very much for being with us tonight. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your evening and uh, and being with us. And, you know, right up front, right up front, you know, Laura and I had talked about this, and Laura was like, you know, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I don't want to do an interview. We do an interview every week, you know. Uh, and it's not a shoot because, you know, we're not, you know, it's not like we're going to shoot on your five-year-old daughter. You know, we're not going Heck to do yeah, something I do like it all that. <laughs> so, you know, we, 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 considered it, we considered it more just like an open talk. You know, and the, and the only thing that I was going to start off with was um, I noticed over the course of the past week that you had put up a lot of pictures, and I just wanted to ask you, how did the trip to Disney go? Oh, Disney Disney World was actually really fun. Uh, you know, I like to take trips like that. It actually, after the stress of working and wrestling and everything and being the dad, you know, it's good to just get away for a week and spend time with her and my mom. Just you know, get away from get away from it all. Go have some fun. Spend bukus of money that you don't have. Come back, be broke, and then get back to your daily grind of trying to make more money. And you know, I, I understand that completely. And uh, you know, for uh, you know, right off too, we're not going to get into uh, any uh, so that folks know we're, we're, this isn't scripted, and we're certainly not going to delve into any area that's going to be too uncomfortable. We're not going to, you know, delve into Eric's you know personal life from 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 high school and, and all that other stuff. Oh, please, uh, please do. Hey, I am not oh, well, comfortable we'll, with anything. Okay, well, then, then we will. I'll, t- I'll tell will. you how it all started. I'll tell you how it all started. It was a cold April night in 1987. It might have been raining that day, and my mom was laying on a table, and they said, Eric, you're not coming through that hole. You're going through the belly. That's how it all started. <laughs> okay. So, well, at least it, so you're at least a it didn't start baby. off with... 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a call, season. It didn't start off with you can call me Ishmael, so you know we <laughs> we, we we got past that. Um, you know that one of the things that you know I always tell people uh, with Disney, Disney is where my eyes were opened up to a lot of things because when when my kids were younger, we took them there, and I remember that we were standing in the line for the Haunted Mansion ride. And that was fun. Yeah, I loved the ride. And I'm standing there with my wife and my daughter and my son. I believe my, I think my son was like five, and I think my daughter was, was probably about nine at the time, something like that. And we're standing in this line, and it's hot. You know, we're, we're we we make the mistake of going to Disney in July. You know, and it and it's oh, hot. It's yeah, you know. And we're standing in this line. And I'm holding my son, and I look across from me, and there is a Japanese guy with his wife, and he's holding his son, and their daughter is standing beside of them. And I looked over at him, and he looked at me, and we never said a word to one another, but we both just had that look on our faces that we both realized that people aren't really that much different at all. No, and and that's the good thing about going to Disney. You meet people from all over the world, and you just realize that, you know, there's a lot of bad talk in the world nowadays with crime and, you know, war and everything. But when you go to Disney, you you meet people from every part of the freaking world. And, you know, you sit there, and you sometimes you can just strike up random conversations with people. I talked to people from England while I was there, and I love to hear English people talk. It is like... Uh, it's not hilarious. It's just very interesting how they say things and just how they, their, um, what their meanings behind different things that they say are. Right. And um, like I think, I think the only thing that was really bad about this last trip that we took is, um, you know, my mom came with us. She got sick the last two days. There was a running stomach virus down there. So the last two days she didn't get to the parks with us, and she didn't go to, like, character meals. So that was really the days that me and uh, my daughter Zoe, we got to spend one-on-one time together all day long in a park full of probably thousands of people, which is not the easiest thing to keep keep a kid's interest in a 30-minute line. And I never thought I'd sit in a line to meet a character for over an hour to meet a character for two seconds. (laughs) But, um... You know, I did torment her one time, and I felt so bad, and I think I've traumatized my kid for life. Uh, We went to uh, Disney Studios where they filmed WCW back in the day. Yeah, I brought that up. And um, they have a ride (laughs) called Tower of Terror. They got a ride called Tower of Terror. It drops you 13 stories, lifts you back up, drops you again, lifts you back up, drops you again. Right. Well, this whole week, I, my daughter's a thrill seeker. She loves roller coasters and everything like that. Never been on the upside down one yet, and I doubt now after this she'll ever want to get on one again. But she looks at this building, and I say, hey, Zoe, you want to go on this ride? It's a little scary. It goes up and down, up and down. She's like, yeah, I want to ride it. So we get in the, um, we get in the ride. She, uh, we put the seatbelt on. She's like, put, put your hand over me, hold me down, hold me, and stuff like that, which just warm my heart up a little bit. As we Aww. proceed to go up, as we proceed to go up, she starts panicking. And I'm like, it's okay. You're, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. It's just going to drop a little bit. It's not going to be scary. 
it drops, and I think it's over after the second drop. Well, it rose up another two times and dropped again. So at this moment, I'm sitting here, and she's not screaming of laughter. She's not saying a word, and I say, Zoe, are you okay? And she, from what I can feel on her leg, was her just shaking. And I was like, oh. I got her off the ride. She's like, I don't ever want to do that again. And from that, from then on, we went to Disney World. She would not ride Dumbo because she said it went too high. She would not ride anything. She would not ride anything fast. Anything. She would have almost a panic attack. Bless her heart. Well, that you know, time will take care of that, Eric. Time will take care of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I got Zoe looking at me real quick. Hold on. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. How old is Zoe, Eric? How old am I? I am about to be 27 in less than a month. Okay, and how old is Zoe? How old is... Yeah. Yes, tell, tell Grandma to press, press the button and turn it on, okay? Okay. Yeah, she's, uh, she is actually five. She's going to be six this year. Okay. And is the sweetest little girl ever. When I first saw her... I've only seen her once, but I saw her with you and uh, Dean at Ziggy's, came over to say hello, and she jumps down from the chair and runs over to me and gives me this great big hug, like she's known me forever. She's such a sweet little girl, and you can tell that she is very much loved. Oh, yes, and, uh, you know, I brought her to, um, I brought her to Hickory this uh, past Saturday to, for the show, and, you know, I have to thank every wrestler and everybody that's a part of PWH roster the, from from setting the ring up to everything, you know. It was really, after coming back from that long week and driving nonstop and everything like that, um, Zoe, we were there at 1 o'clock helping. I wanted to help out and everything like that. Um, so, she, uh, she, uh, she, uh, I'm sorry, she's, She's getting, she's, she's being rambunctious right now. Um, fine. But um, basically, you know, it was pretty hard. She was getting stressed out and tired and everything like that. But all the wrestlers there played with her. Uh, some of the girls and the, uh, some of the wrestler girlfriends were actually spending time with her because anytime she sees a girl, she wants to hang out with them. Um, so <laughs> as you can hear her in the background. She's uh she's having a little fit, but that that's normal. Grandma okay. Grandma told her she couldn't come outside. <laughs> ah, okay. Oh no. So, now, but, um, you're raising you're raising Zoe on your own, is that correct, Eric? Um, I'm raising her on my own. Um, unlike a lot of the guys that are my age, um, I haven't I haven't got a really good job, and it's I've been basically meeting her. Uh, since she was one month old. So I kind of live with my mom right now, which is kind of bad for any 27-year-old to say, hey, I live with my mom. Um, so my mom does a, does help out a good bit, and I appreciate everything she does. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been it's basically me and Zoe most of the time. Like every show I go to now, I have her with me at almost every single show I go to. So No. Balancing, I'm going to presume that you work a full time job. You don't have to tell us where do you where you work. What what do well, you do? Well, you, you you would you would think this guy works a full time job, but 
that would, uh, thanks to a certain, uh, uh, I might get some controversy for this one, but uh, thanks to certain uh, uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, representatives, uh, this guy can't get a full-time job. Uh, the place that he works at right now can not only give me full, uh, part-time, because if they give me full-time, they have to give me insurance. Yes. So I work okay. part-time at PetSmart. Okay. I work at a pet store. Okay. Yeah, I work. I work at a nice little pet store uh, with all these animals and dogs and cats and fish and all that exciting stuff. So yeah, and you know, the cool thing about working there is I have a lot of people that actually come in there and recognize me from wrestling. And okay, actually, I was just ready to ask you. Yeah, and I mean it's 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 interesting because everybody at my job knows I wrestle uh, because. The good thing about my job is when I have a show, they let me off to go do those shows because they know they knew coming in when I put in my application, uh, it said uh, the previous or uh, current jobs. I put pro wrestler, and uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I think that's how I got the job because my first interview there, they actually the store uh, owner or manager, he's like, so you do all that. Uh, that hitting people and he slapped himself on the chest and stuff like that. And I kind of looked at him stupid and I said, yeah, something like that. And he's like, well, that hurts. So I, was like, I was like, yeah, it's not fake by no means. And, uh, you know, the people at work, they, they, they joke around with me all the time about wrestling. I think they get kind of tired of it because every Monday I come in, I, talk, I tell them about the show that I had this previous weekend, and they're just like, yeah, we don't want to hear about it. I'm like, yeah, where well, you going to? So shut up. <laughs> so, so is 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 Zoe's mother is is not involved in her life? Well, that that's one of those subjects. I mean, I can talk a little bit about, it, but uh, uh, I had uh, originally. This is how, this is how the whole story of Zoe goes, and uh, for uh, as much as I can tell you. Um, I found out, uh, like, me and her mother were not together. And in the sleazy lifestyle, it was a one-night stand that this guy does not remember. And uh, logistically saying I got raped, um, and that's the truth. Um, but uh, a few months later, she she came up to me. She said, uh, I'm pregnant. I said, uh, by who? Because I, I didn't know anything about this. And she's like, oh, it's yours. I was like... Okay, yeah, uh-huh, and because, uh, like I said, don't remember it, wasn't there. <laughs> um, so, uh, like a month after she had uh, Zoe, uh, someone sent me a picture, and I showed my mom, and my mom looked at it and said, Eric, you need to get a DNA test. I said, why, does that look like me? And she took my phone and put it beside a baby picture. I was like, oh, God. And me being oh, wow. Me being at the ripe age of 21, just getting into my party phase and everything, uh, I said, you know, let's go do the DNA test. Uh, paid paid the money. Uh, was between me and three other guys or two other guys. If this, this tells you anything, um, and I came out 99.9999998 on the right. DNA DNA thing. And from that day, like from a week after that, I went from party lifestyle to full-time daddy because as soon as that happened, I had her at my house. Um, at the time, I didn't have, like, parental rights or anything. And, you know, I kept her at my house for a little bit. 
and her mom wanted her, and, you know, I just, at the time, I wanted her to be with me. Cops got called. She got taken. Finally, we went to court. Um, I got parental uh, parental rights and uh, full parental rights and basically almost, I'd like to call it full custody because I have her all the time, and she has visitation uh, whenever I uh, whenever I see fit. Um, you know, she uh, for a while there it was hard. You know, uh, she didn't. She, she to this day she knows who her mom is, but she uh, it's only uh, she's seen her a good a good amount recently. But uh, you know, and that's I'm happy that she gets to know that there is a mother in her life. So. Instead of just a dad and a grandma, which she calls mama, so right. Right. Well, that says a lot about you, because I know that judges, nine times out of ten, will award custody to the mother. Yeah, and and actually, and you know, uh, there there was some other stuff that went down, and you know, I, I don't want to get too much into that, but and, and I and I understand. I was just throwing that out there, just saying that oh, you yeah. know. Oh, That's, that says that a lot about you as a person, you know? Well, see, see I'll, I'll tell you a little backstory behind me. I, when I was born, I was maybe three weeks old, and my real dad left uh, for another woman. Uh, my mom and him were not married. And, you know, I, I had to go my whole life with just me and my mom. Uh, you know, he wanted to... He wanted, my biological dad wanted to see me and stuff like that, but I was too stubborn um, Mm -hmm. in my own right to just want to give him a chance. Uh, I can say recently that's been better. But I I sit there and I think to myself, that's one thing I never wanted to do uh, with my kid is just abandon and say that just, you know, like hundreds and hundreds of other fathers around this world that don't take claim to their kids, uh, you know, Right. You you always need that figure. Your kid always needs that figure in their life, uh, or there's always going to be that void that they're never going to be able to fill. And uh, you're exactly you know, right. And see, with Zoe, with Zoe, I want her to have everything in this world. I want her to, I want her to have the happiest life she can have. If that's just being daddy daughter for the rest of her life, then I will make it work. Uh, you know, like, honestly, it's, it's like, a lot of times, a lot of people have been asking me, they're like, why don't you start dating? And why, why haven't you found a girlfriend? And the simple reason is, I don't want to get into a relationship. I would love a relationship. Don't get me wrong. I would love a relationship, but I don't want to get into a relationship, have a girl get, have Zoe get attached to a girl that I'm dating and then me right. and her and don't then, work out, and then she has to go through this right. all over again. Yeah, that would be. Uh, well, that is, yeah. That would be quite a, uh, you know, quite a, a makeup to have to do. You know, I know it's hard enough just, you know, being, you know, being single and being in relationships, and you know, now I think, you know, being, you know, having a child too, it can make it more difficult, you know, because of, you know. Some people, you know, are are scared of children. You know, other people don't want the commitment that comes along with children and all that. What typically, like on a day that you have a show, 
Um, what, what's a show day like for you and Zoe when you know that you're going to take her to a show? Well, the show days with me and Zoe are sometimes interesting, sometimes fun, and sometimes just uh, pure hell. Uh, it all depends oh, on the show. Yeah, it all depends on the show. Um, like most of the times, if I take her to Chester, she uh, in uh, South Carolina for uh, Action Pack Wrestling Club. Um, I take her there, and uh, she's got uh, like there's wrestling wives and stuff like that that'll actually have her sit with them, and um, I'll just give her like a ten dollar uh, uh, ten dollar bill and tell her to go at it at the uh, concession stand. She'll be pretty content. But uh, you know, it all depends on the show. Sometimes, sometimes she's just in that mood where, like, where she just does not want to be in the area. She just wants to do her own thing. She gets bored really easily. And you know, I try to tell her uh, at certain shows when it's my first appearance at a show or something like that, and I'm trying to make a good impact at that show and be focused. It's so hard to stay focused. Uh, and talk and since talk business with the owners and stuff like that about future bookings and then not and then have her while you're talking just like hey 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 and I'm like <laughs> so I mean it, it's stressful but we get through it and uh, she loves wrestling death and uh, she loves female wrestling I wish I was supposed to originally take her this Friday to um, Charlotte to see that uh, Queens of Combat show, but due to um, circumstances beyond my control, I'm not going to be able to make that show simply due to the fact of Florida costing me way too much money and not getting a paycheck this week. So, I'm, that's, I'm understandable. Hey, that's understandable. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that I'm not going to be able to take her down there because God knows she loves um, she loves Amber O'Neill. Uh, she saw her at. Um, funny story I can tell you is uh, when I brought her to Ziggy's that night, uh, Laura, she went up to Luke Gallo. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she mm-hmm. went up to Luke Gallo and said, uh, and I thought, I didn't know at this time, she went up to Luke, and Luke's like, hey, how are you? And she's like, where's Amber? <laughs> and, and he's like, he's like, she's in the back, and Zoe proceeds to tell him, go get her. <laughs> I can see Zoe doing that. <laughs> yeah, and so Luke actually got done with his gimmicks and went back there and um, went to get Amber. And Amber had come out and uh, was walking, I guess, uh, towards the front of the building. And Zoe's like, I'll be back. And I was like, where are you going? And she walked in the bathroom and was searching the bathroom for Amber O'Neill. <laughs> yes, and I remember that. And she finally came out, and I said, what are you doing? She's like, she's not in there. I was like, who? She's like, Amber O'Neill. And I was like, she's over there. Zoe runs over, latches, basically, and uh, gets her attention and latches onto her. And then Amber picks her up and carries her around. And, I mean, it just made Zoe's day. You know? And, I mean, I can can say, uh, like, she's eating supper with Matt Hardy and uh, Rebby. one night, she, me, her, and um, Dean, and a few other people actually got to sit down and eat dinner with Matt and uh, Rebby one night. And Rebby made, like, origami stars for her, and that just made her night that night all, all that much better. So, 
Oh, that is too sweet. Do you get do you do you find inspiration not just from the point of being a father? Because I know that at one point in time there was you know Mick Foley had written about it that that he had gotten inspiration from uh, his son Dewey in some of his work. Uh, the one that stands out to me was he had taken Dewey to to some park, you know, because Foley's one of those park nuts. And uh, yeah. Dewey said something like, uh, you know, he looked at his dad and he said, I, I don't want to be here. And Foley ended up having that match with uh, with Edge, uh, which I believe it was a hardcore match. And I think it was at a WrestleMania event. And when Foley comes out, he's standing, he's waiting for Edge to come out, and they do Edge's ring thing, and the camera's there, and Foley turns, look at the camera, and climbs out of the ring and says, this wasn't a good idea, I don't want to be here. Do you ever <laughs> find yourself looking for anything like that from her? Uh, from her, Well, uh, I can tell you that uh, back uh, a few years ago, she was actually my biggest mark in, uh, in the crowd. Um <laughs> and this being, I was playing the bad guy as always. I wasn't doing the sleaze gimmick at this time. I was just some. I, I was pre sleaze at this time. I was I was getting into it, but I wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were doing an outside show, and I had I had done this once or twice before, and two occasions it's worked out. One occasion I've almost got arrested. I'll let you know the oh. arrest story here in a second. Uh, Zoe is always always known that I, what Daddy does in the ring is, uh, you know, I'm okay. I let her know that I'm okay after each match, and before I'll tell her, hey, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get hurt or something like that. And um, well, I came out to the ring at a bar show. Uh, well, it wasn't technically a bar show. It was outside of a bar. Kids were there. I can't say I'm a bad father for that one. <laughs> but uh, right. she was standing in the crowd, and I go around, and this crowd is not reacting to me at all and I'm I'm getting frustrated because I'm doing everything I can to make this crowd hate me and they're not making one sound so as I proceed to walk I see my kid and she's standing there and she's the only one booing me so what do I do <laughs> I go up to her and I push her down to the ground and I just barely push her she just does like a little claps and then from that point on, the crowd really seemed like they wanted to murder me, and I don't know <laughs> why. I wonder why. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> well, we've done kids this, down. Uh, You're worse than Tommy Thomas. Well, see, we've done this. Uh, we've done that at two shows, and the second show was probably my last time I'll do it. Um, my mom was there, um, my daughter was there, and a bunch of police were there. Well, the police, not knowing is, the police not knowing that this is my kid, Let's I go up this and I, I, this is my kid in the crowd. These cops have no idea. I don't understand why I look just like her. She looks just like me. I push her down, and about this time, I, my mom told I, – I got in the ring as soon as I pushed her because the fans did just what I wanted them to. They got really riled up. Well, so did the police officers of this great county. <laughs> and my mom, and they started approaching the ring, and my mom actually turned to them and said, it's okay, that's his daughter. Now, that's probably not even a good thing to tell the cops that, hey, this man just shoved his daughter on the crown. 
and to some cops, and I'm like, oh, this is just this is great. And uh, honestly, I got in the when I left the match, I went over and grabbed her uh, drink off the floor and took it to the back with me. And she had told one of these cops that, that I had stole her drink, and I get oh, a lot these cops actually put handcuffs on me because my daughter told them to put handcuffs on me. <laughs> so, so, Zoe is great. All, yeah, so and see, that's like when she goes to shows, she messes with Tommy Thomas. She, she'll go up and um, she'll go to, I'll tell her to go kick a wrestler, and she'll go to kick him and she'll young buck style it and smack her leg while she's kicking them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, let's talk a little bit about the sleeve show with Zoe and the Tommy Thomas, which is comedic gold, really. Oh, yeah. Have you, have you seen it, Bob? I have not seen that episode. What is oh, wrong with you, Bob? So I watch yeah, more tapes than Jim Ross. I watch more tapes <laughs> than Jim Ross, Eric. There's only so I'm many hours saying, in a day, the brother. That's the one that everybody had been wanting to see was her and Tommy Thomas' um, one-on-one interview. It was supposed to happen at the last Ziggy show a while back when I was there. Uh, Tommy Thomas got a little busy. She got a little tired. We went home. We did this right before the show ever started in Hickory. And, you know, I just told her, honestly, sit down, say whatever. Now, comedic gold came when she asked... Tommy Thomas, if him and Cedric Alexander played patty cake. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait and to then, say something to Cedric next month about that. <laughs> and you know, I'd love for her. Uh, like Cedric is probably her um, one of her favorites. Uh, my daughter will shoot on any wrestler in a heartbeat. Uh, she shot on Cedric before Cedric and Tommy Thomas at the same time, which to me, was the scariest moment in my life because I thought I was about to get beat up for something my kid was about to say. Um, she walked. Uh, she saw Tommy Thomas and Cedric in the locker room walking side by side, and she proceeded to go up to them and say, are you two brothers? And <laughs> at, this moment, at this moment, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what has she watched on TV? And I say, Zoe, be quiet, be quiet. And Cedric's like, no, 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 let her finish. Let her finish, let her finish. And he's like, why do you think we're brothers? And she's like, because y'all both have mustaches. I was like, oh, saved. He's like, I could not have come up with something that quick either. <laughs> so every time she sees Cedric now, she gives him a hug, and she's like, she sees him on TV. She's like, oh, there's Cedric. I'm like, yes, it's Cedric. You never say that when Daddy's around. I'm like, <laughs> So uh, I'd love to have her sit down with Cedric one time. I think that'd be hilarious. Uh, I know she'd I get a kick out. And now we're and now I got a. I just uh, confirmed it yesterday. Coming up in a few weeks, I'm going to have on the Slee Show the first ever lady on the Slee Show, except for Zoe, would be first ever um, interview with of the Slee Show with a lady, Miss Tessa Blanchard. Awesome. Very, very cool. So that, that should be, um, she's probably going to uh, put charges on me, and I'm probably going to have a restraining order. But, you know, that's, that's beside the point. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Okay. It happens. Better mind your manners with you know, that girl. Don't call you please for nothing. Yeah, behind that <laughs> devilish smile, 
behind that devilish smile of hers, uh, I, I've got a feeling that there's a, a even stiffer punch. Or, or uh, that, and she, uh, there's probably four horsemen hiding by, uh, behind her too. That exactly. that is true. That is true. You know, you were you were telling that story about Zoe, and I and and something came back across my mind from the old NWA days of when Sting was in a a big feud with uh, Nikita Koloff, and they were in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And this is one when, when Jim Ross pretty much sold, you know, the entire storyline with this two or three sentences. They were wrestling, and the action spilled outside of the ring. And Sting went to clothesline Nikita Koloff, and Nikita picked up a child from right at ringside, who later on it was found out it was one of the wrestlers on the card. It was their, one of their kids and held the kid up in front of him. You know, and of course mm-hmm. Sting stops and, you know, this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, Jim Ross made a big deal about, you know, uh, Nikita, you know, using you know using a child as a human shield. What kind of Russian devil would do that, you know, this, that, and the other? And that's what that reminds me. No, I'm worse. Me. I'll shove a child. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I am so much worse. I will shove a child in a hard second. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. You know, just uh, using stuff that's everyday stuff that people don't know about, you know, and making it work. Oh, yeah, and I mean, that's your whole, uh, that's that's what you have to do. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say for every heel to go out there and shove a kid because, if it's not your kid and you shove someone else's kid, you're going to have to deal with you're the parents. And, and that's that's not a good time to have, like, maybe some biker dude that you didn't know was that's probably six foot tall, jacked up on muscles and everything, come up to you after the show and beat you <laughs> down. That's why, that's why I aim after my own kid. <laughs> now, Eric, you know, you, got, I mean, she's got her own brand. I mean, she, everybody she's everybody just knows. Yeah, she has her own hashtag. She's got hashtag little sleeves. She's got her own shirt. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people commented on that. Uh, Tinkery, I had one uh, fan actually look at her shirt and go little sleeves, and then he gave one of the weirdest faces I've ever seen in my life, like who's who would let their kid wear little sleeve shirts? And I did like this. He, he kept giving like a weird snarl. And I finally looked at him. I said, yeah, um, she's little sleeves. I'm Mr. Sleeves. So he he kind of goes, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, when when did you start wrestling again? Uh, All righty, I started uh, started a little bit of training in 2008. Okay. Um, I I trained uh, at uh, American Pro Wrestling down here in Spartanburg. It's uh, owned by Chief J Eagle. I was uh, trained by uh, I was trained partial by uh, Ken Magnum, um, Benny Valentine, and uh, Bryce Anthony. I don't know if you've heard of any of those guys. Um, I've heard they of Mr. Anthony. Yeah, and uh, 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 Bryce is really cool, and it was actually fun to see him in a locker room. And he's like, "I remember you. I helped train you." And people thought that uh, people thought that was just the bee's knees that I had been trained a little bit by him. Um, 
did uh, finished up my training in uh, Southern Championship Wrestling at uh, the end of 2008, early 2009. Had my first match. Uh, now, BMA, we're gonna let's get into talking about how gimmick what happens with gimmicks when you first start. Um, I first started, and I had my the promoter of this company told me. I'm going to give you a gimmick, and I want you to run with it. And I'm sitting there like, okay, this guy's going to give me some really awesome gimmick. Right. And um, he gives me uh, Biggie Z from Louisiana. He gives you what? Uh, the name Big Easy, like the Big Easy. Okay. Um, from ah, Louisiana. Ah, got you. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, and anyway, I did not buy. At this time, I had already bought my gear. And I had black uh, baggy shorts, uh, a blue singlet, and a pair of wrestling shoes. Now, I don't see that as saying anything about uh, Louisiana and that. And I also told him, I was like, I don't think I can do a Cajun accent. Uh, I said, I'm not Cajun. I'm not, I'm not a raging Cajun here. So in my mind, I've always been a guy that can make anything out of nothing, uh, especially with gimmick-wise. So I proceeded to go on the Internet and buy as many Mardi Gras beads, flashing Mardi Gras beads, and came out and decided that my music was going to be the Saints Come Marching In. And that, that was the gimmick right there. That's the only reason those fans responded to me, because when I walked out, those kids wanted beads. That's it. They were going to cheer yep. me because I had something to give them. Right. Uh, that gimmick lived really shortly because I was not happy with the gimmick. I knew the gimmick wasn't me. And I actually did a monster gimmick right after that, which not a lot of people would think of me being a monster gimmick. But I um, did a thing with one of my trainers at the time, uh, Joshua Chilton, where he he was doing this monster gimmick. He wanted to act like uh, do a gimmick where me and him were brothers, separated at birth and stuff like that. Whole almost Kane uh, Undertaker-ish style. Right. Uh, came out came out after a match that I had hit me in the head with a guitar, and then proceeded to uh, use rubbing alcohol and a lighter, using a spray bottle, and shoot a fireball at me. And this entailed actually uh, the first one hit me. The second one, he put the thing right up beside my face and squirted, and a fireball engulfed my head. Well, that was fun. Um, had a bunch of the roster members come out, uh, carry me off, me screaming the whole time, doing the whole shebang. Uh, the next show, I came back with uh, red, and ba- uh, red and black face paint on half of my face, and I actually shaved one whole side of my head bald and had the other, ha- other side just Harry's can be. So it was almost like a two-faced gimmick. And right. Being, I used to go to the bars a lot and, and wear a baseball cap, and I'd get uh, kind of tipsy, and I'd take my hat off, and people would look at me very strangely. I wonder and why. I, try, I tried to figure that one out. I still to this day, I don't understand. I mean, you know, some people lose yeah, their Yeah, but you had women flocking to you, yes. Oh, 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 yes. I mean, that was that was the that was the year of the rat. <laughs> oh, oh, good oh Lord. I remember. I remember those days. They were very sad and short. <laughs> uh, but 
You know, that company, uh, I lasted in that company about a year, uh, made some bad decisions, left it, kind of took a hiatus for a little bit, uh, came back to another company. Uh, I will not uh, I will not mention names here because I, um, I do not feel the need to mention the name of that one. Um, I wrestled there for a good bit, uh, had, had fun, uh, and then I left. And after I left that company is when I really started hitting the road heavy, hard and heavy, wanting to travel nonstop. Uh, I've faced Gunner before, and a uh, 23-minute ass-whooping, as I like to call it, because never in my uh, – since that day, I've yet to throw up in the ring, but Gunner pushed me to a limit that I had never been pushed before, and ever since then, I looked to get in the ring with people that have pushed me as hard as he did that day. And you can actually find that match on uh, YouTube. I uh, was actually heavyweight champion for that company. It, it, all you got to do is put in Eric Thompson versus Gunner or Gunner versus Eric Thompson and Freight Train, and you'll see that match in uh, my black and yellow gimmick days. Now, the, awesome. during this during this time that, that that you were hitting the road hard, you know, obviously Zoe's in the picture. You know, yes. she's staying with with Grandma. You know, uh, do you? Yeah, I'm. Mean, Go ahead. Oh no, I mean, uh, recently uh, she's been she travels a lot more with me because Grandma works on the weekends. Okay. So when it's weekends now, she travels with me nonstop. Right. Uh, and th- certain shows, I do have to get a babysitter if it's like because uh, I will if I know it's going to be a very dangerous show if there's going to be a lot of people bleeding or if it's going to be something with a lot of cussing or a bar show or something like that. I'll, I'll do everything in my power to get her a babysitter for that day, so just so she does not have to go through that and witness any of that stuff. That kind of was leading me almost to where I was wanting to go with that, Eric. You know, and you know this as well as I do, and a lot of the indie promotions, you know, and it, the names of the promotions aren't that important because seemingly all of them are are involved in it one way or the other. A lot of them are raising the bar with a lot of the gimmick matches or the hardcore matches, and you know this, that, and the other. Do you worry that at some point she's going to see dad wrestling involved in one of these gimmick matches? And you know, I know well, you've um, told her that. I know you've told her that you know dad's okay and dad's not hurt. But do you ever? Does that ever worry you that you know? God forbid, you know that that you were to get injured or you know that it's just going to be at some point too much. Well, she's she's seen me in maybe two matches like that. Uh, one, she was too young to know because it was her first year. Uh, she wasn't even a year old, and I had um, I, for a company I did a Taipei Death Deathmatch, which to me was probably the stupidest move, of, uh, one of the stupidest moves I've ever done in my life. Is guy uh, said, "Let's do a Taipei Death Deathmatch. I promise you, it'll steal the show." Uh, and you know, I did I did the gimmick and everything, and uh, got some color. And uh, finally, one of the spots I called because I'm, uh, be it man, I'm 245 pounds. I wasn't always this this weight, and I used to actually be a pretty decent uh, guy in at doing like uh, head scissors and everything like that, spinning head scissors and all that crap. Um, but. I called a high spot for me to dive to the outside on um, on two guys, and from the second rope to the outside, and the guy did not did not attempt 
to uh, kind of grab me. And I understand. I had glass on my knuckles. I understand this. Or at least wrap my waist or something like that. But I went heel first on the ground, cracking my heel bone in half. And <laughs> yeah, they told me. Uh, I, now, me being the idiot that I was, I got carried out. It was a kid's show. But at that moment in time, I think I let out every curse word in the book, which I apologize later for. But at that moment, I, could, I was in such a severe amount of pain that I could not control anything that was coming out of my mouth. I get carried to the locker room, and the first instinct I had was to get my shoe off and then go back out there and try to fight, uh, get, get back in the match, because it was such an important match and had a lot of build. I didn't make it to the ring because, needless to say, I did not know at this time my ankle was messed up. I realized my ankle was, uh, my heel was messed up the day after, after I had been crawling everywhere to get places because I couldn't walk. So I get a cast on. The doctor tells me I'm going to be out for six months. Next week, I'm in the ring, standing on my cast uh, as a manager, taking bumps and matches, falling off the apron, slamming my foot on the ground. And maybe three weeks later, I cut my cast off and just started back wrestling. So mm-hmm. I didn't fully let that heal. The doctor told me that I was an idiot, that, that later on in my life, that's going to really do some damage. I haven't felt it yet, so... Thankfully. Um, now, the one, one match that I do regret ever doing in front of my daughter was I did a match called Lightbulb Massacre, and it had 96 light tubes, fluorescent oh, lights. And, you know, I think she was mostly playing with people at that time, thank, thank goodness, but I did a lot of bad things in that match, dragged people through like uh, broken glass, uh, a lot of a lot of blood and stuff like that, and that's when I kind of told myself I won't take my daughter, I won't let my daughter see that side of me anymore. I won't do that stuff in front of my kid anymore. Uh, like I went to PWX when uh, Kevin Steen and Steve Carino faced each other a while back in a street fight. She cried during that match because she thought that they were killing each other. Oh. That they really hurting each other, and I said, uh, you know, I brought her to a side. I said, it's just like when daddy daddy wrestles, you know, it happens. It's, it's they're okay, you know, and you know, um, I'm actually I'm booked for April twelfth at Milestone for the first time for my debut there. Um, I can't wait I for will, that. I, I will not be bringing Zoe to that that show. No, <laughs> you shouldn't. Yeah, I, I saw I saw the card and I was like, yeah, that's not something I can bring Zoe to. So she's gonna have her. Uh, she's gonna probably have her a weekend off of wrestling that weekend. Probably be a good idea. It'll probably be a so, good idea. Definitely, Eric, definitely a good idea. Eric, I really want to thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight to, to just talk. You know, because that's all this has been is just a talk. You know, and uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a refreshing it change of pace. Always entertaining. Uh, oh yeah, because I was well, about to say, uh, if it's not entertaining, I can take my shirt off. No, no, I think <laughs> I think we're you can leave the shirt on, and we don't have to get the baby oil out just yet. We're we're all good on that. We'll I'm see still, that. I'm still waiting for the fans to show up to the shows and do the baby oil shower. I think instead of throwing uh, streamers when I come out, people should be throwing baby oil. Well, well I put baby oil on you at Five Dollar Wrestling. Oh, so, oh yes, you, you did. Know. Oh yes, you did. Me and you got famous yes. that night. I sure <laughs> did. 
And speaking of famous, I want to read a tweet real quick from Terry F. in Houston. Um, Jacked up on muscles, laugh out loud, line of the night. Yeah. Me and and Terry know what jacked up on muscles is. Have you seen us? We are stacked to the uh, the core with us. Y'all are both absolutely jacked up on muscles. And um, I wanted to thank you, and I, I already thanked you, but I wanted to thank you for my little Darth Vader lightsaber that you brought me back from Disney World. I really, really appreciate it. I absolutely love it. And, you know, I, I'm, I, you're welcome for that. I thought about my two uh, two sleeve supporters that spent a lot of money on merch when they didn't have to um, at the $5 show. I really appreciate that from you guys. Um, yeah, me and Josie, Bob, yeah, we... Support, please. Uh, Bob, I got you a gift, but yeah. for you to get this gift, you got to come see me because let's just say I cut a hole in a box, I put something in the box, and then I need you to open the top. <laughs> it's that old flashlight in a box trick, right? Yeah, flashlight in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Eric. Eric, thank you very much for being with us tonight, my friend. I know that we will be talking to you again very soon in the future. Thank you very much for uh, for letting us uh, in on the personal side of, of what's going on with you and, you know, being a dad and, and trying to balance it all. Oh, yeah, thank you. And uh, be sure to uh, check my uh, Facebook video to find out all my upcoming dates. Got a lot of them. I'm going to see, actually, I'm going to see Laura, Laura's favorite person and your favorite person and uh, next weekend in uh, KC, South Carolina for WrestleForce. He is the WrestleForce champion, by the way. He's Caleb Conley. I'm he see sure him. is. I got a bunch of dates coming up, guys. Just uh, go, go, uh, like my face, uh, go to my Facebook, like the, um, the Slee Show uh, fan page, and you'll see all the videos from the past uh, Slee Shows, and you can actually find my video with all my dates on there somewhere on my uh, YouTube. Okay, awesome. we'll put that we'll put that link up on the website. I hope I I get to it tonight. And uh, again, Eric, I certainly appreciate it, man. Oh, thank you. All right, boss. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. See you, Eric. See ya. And there goes Eric. Great guy. How can you not Eight, like him? I mean, seriously. I don't know. Eight two eight. You're on with uh, live from the armory. Hey, this is Jeff Melton. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, Jeff. How are you tonight? Good. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about a Caleb yeah. Conley crush. Front row. <laughs> oh, my God. I need a barf bag for that. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen a girl have... Oh, my gosh. It's just so blatant. I felt dirty watching her looking at Caleb Conley at the PWX show on Sunday. Oh, my God. I need a barf bag after that. It's just so it's just so blatant, too. I mean, no shame, no remorse. No. Uh, Whatever. And I, and I'm, I'm, firm, I'm firmly convinced, Jeff, that, that she did touch him when Amanda wasn't looking. Oh, uh-uh. I believe that. Uh, <laughs> I believe that. Believe yeah, that I just uh, called tonight. Um, I just uh, want to give a shout-out to Firestar Pro Wrestling in Greensboro, June 1st. Okay. Big show. We've got uh, former WWE and current 
TNA superstar Bobby Lashley coming into town. Okay. Along with Bobby Lashley, we have a huge Path to Glory annual tournament. The winner of the Path to Glory uh, faces the champion. Uh, And so far, the participants for that uh, tournament are uh, Chris Lee, Cedric Alexander, Drew Myers, and uh, Joe Black, and Chet Sterling, with uh, more to be announced. But uh, that's June 1st, 8.40, Neal Street, Greensboro, 4 p.m. That's on a Sunday. We expect a packed house. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to putting on a great show for everybody in Greensboro. We'll uh, we definitely have keep... great crowds. It's uh, at our shows. It's like 1984. We cheer the good guys and boo the bad guys. I, I like a lot of times today where you go and everybody's cheering the bad guys. It's just a great, right. fun atmosphere. And uh, I'm looking forward to the show myself. Okay, you coming? I'm coming. Yeah. Okay, we'll save you a seat. Yeah, front row. Front row, right? And uh, (laughs) there's more participants to be added to the tournament. Uh, A certain individual may be there that you're quite familiar with. Uh, We haven't confirmed that yet, but there's a chance that that will happen. So, even more reason to come down to Greensboro and check out the show. (laughs) That's right. Bobby Lashley versus Marcellus King. Marcellus King, 15-year veteran, great worker, great wrestler. And uh, so we're looking forward to it. Awesome. Very cool. We'll continue to pass that along. We'll continue to pass that information along, Jeff. I appreciate you calling in and letting us know. Well, hey, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you later, guys. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. right. Good night. (laughs) Bye-bye. Good night. So thanks, uh, thanks to Jeff for calling in and, and letting us know about that. Uh, there are a couple of things I need to throw out real quick before I forget them, because I will forget them, because I'm forgetful. The first one is is a good friend of the show, uh, Jeff the Hitman Hart, sent me a message and told me that there would be wrestling coming to Gastonia, North Carolina, at Forest View High School. Uh, he says... I believe it is April 26th or April 16th. He's not sure. I will give you more information tomorrow. They have it every year, bringing in a big name. I will be there tomorrow to see my mom. So I will uh, get with Jeff later and uh, let him know about that and let let everybody know about it. Um, The other thing that I wanted to mention was that I was sent a message from the management of PWX. And I'd like to read this. This is the official statement from uh, Brian Kanabrowski about the picture that is going around Facebook. Brian says, My official statement is at the end of the day, Caleb Conley is still the PWX champion. And if he and the missus invite me to dinner, I'm going to go. End of quote. Uh, Which is absolutely fine. You know, I mean, like I said, I I certainly hope that you know it's nothing more than a friendly drink and a dinner. But I also have to remember back to somebody else that sat around a dinner table a long time ago, and unfortunately, that turned out to be the Last Supper. 
So Oh good God. I would be very careful about the company that I keep. And at least, at the very least, who sees me with that company? That's just my opinion. Oh, have mercy, Bob. It was it was a dinner, you know. <clears throat> you know, I washed um, my hands Brian, of it, Laura. This is all on you. This is all on you. It's all on you and, on and the drunken Brian PWX fans that have that have just sipped on too much of this Conley aid. I'm tired of Caleb Conley. Everywhere I turn, on my Facebook page, Caleb Conley. On my Twitter page, Caleb Conley, Caleb Conley, Caleb Conley. Tired of it. Now I see, see him out to dinner schmoozing it up with a smile like the Cheshire cat that just ate a bird. Come on, Laura. I'm not dumb. I'm not Look, blind. I see what's going on. I didn't say you were dumb or blind. I'm just saying that they had a drink or they had dinner together. What What is to say that Brian wasn't high spots when they're training and afterward uh, Caleb and Amanda are like, hey, you, you want to grab a bite to eat? Uh, we're going to go blah, blah, blah. I mean, what's wrong with that? I don't see anything wrong with that. Brian's a very friendly person. He's friendly with the fans. He knows a lot of the fans at PWX by name, by their first name. So there's nothing wrong with having a dinner. I know this. This is what I know about Caleb Conley, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. The man has been nothing but nice to me. Nothing but nice to me. Even And I know a lot of people say, oh, he's just nice to you because you buy his merchandise. No. The first two times I ever met him, didn't buy a thing. First time I met him was at $5 Wrestling. I stopped him as he was going to take down the ring. Hey, Caleb, do you mind taking a picture with me? Not at all. Saw him at, at uh, WrestleCade. He was working the gimmick table. I was with Big Donnie. I, inter- I actually interrupted a sale, didn't mean to. I said, hey, Caleb, do you mind taking a picture with me? Oh, my gosh, I'm sorry, I interrupted the sale. Puts the merchandise down that he's selling the guy, comes over and takes a picture with me. So it's not that, you know, he likes me because I'm buying merchandise off of him. No. he He's just a good guy. And I wish that you could see that, too. He actually was much more received as the heel than he ever was as a face. And I've talked to longtime PWX fans that have said, this is what they've been waiting for. So I, this, I just think that you just this need whole to, thing, you know, This whole thing stinks like three-day-old chicken livers. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more of it. I'm done with it. Now, I did want to say that I also found out I was sent uh, sent another message by PWX management that there will be a new, and you're hearing it here first, you, there will be a new TV intro. Uh, the It will be on YouTube. The debut of it will be tomorrow on YouTube. So maybe, who knows, there may be a hidden message in that intro. You're going to have to, to tune in. You're going to have to go to YouTube, and you're going to have to find out. You're going to have to watch it. I've got a lot of stuff to do after this show. I'm going to be up all damn night. Yeah. You yeah, feel what night. you need to do, Bob? You need to drink you some Conley Aid, and you'll feel this 
calming sensation come over you. I, you know, I can get you an O-Face cup like mine. You know, I'd be more than happy to do that for you. Damn you, Laura. Grape's the Damn best you. flavor. <laughs> Damn you. Finally ate for everybody. Folks, we'd like to thank you for uh, for joining us tonight. In spite of all that's happened, we, we had an entertaining show. We hope we had an entertaining show for you. Next week, our guest co-host will be none other than the number one contender for the Milestone Heavyweight Championship, Terry F. in Houston, hardcore legend, will be with us. Laura won't be with us. So the bright spot in that is that I won't have to hear about Caleb Conley next week because I know Terry's not going to talk about him for an hour and 45 minutes. So I will have Terry Houston on next week with me as the guest co-host. Our guest next week is Seymour Snot, a.k.a. Mike Phillips, joins us to talk some wrestling next week. So we certainly hope that you'll join us. Uh, We'll be here next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Laura, you won't be able to talk to anybody, any of our fans, for a couple weeks. So what is it that you want to tell these drunken, Conley-aid, swilling, unwashed people that seem to just love you? Look. I'm just an honest person. I'm a likable person. And like he said, I support the people who support, support me. The people and support me. I, I know. I know. So there you go, so, Bob. And you just need to just chill out. I am not drinking Conley Aid. <laughs> I'm not. And I really hate that I'm going to miss Seymour Snot, but I do have a couple of questions that I would like for you or Terry to ask in my stead. So I would appreciate that. Well, you send them to me, and you know that I will read them to him. I will ask him. I will get to the questions whether you can be here or not. I appreciate that, Bob. Folks, thank you very much for uh, tuning in or downloading us or however you're listening to us. We certainly appreciate it. We'll be back here again on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you then, folks, and remember, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. Good night, folks. See ya.